You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos game source and inside sports fantasy football we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break it is sincerely appreciated well, unfortunately, when you're down Anthony Davis and then you find out just before the game you're down Marcus Gasol and you're also down Kyle Kuzma, that leaves you a little bit shorthanded going against a team that is young for the most part and very eager to go ahead and win a battle against the Los Angeles Lakers and take ownership of second place in the Western Conference. And knowing that the Clippers have already lost with the win against the Lakers, they certainly could do that. And they were very eager today. It got very chippy. It got very uh, short with each other. They got very uh, just testy. And you know what? They fought hard. And unfortunately, the Phoenix Suns did come out, the victors, with a very hardworking Lakers team. But unfortunately, in the end, too much isolation. All the things that Laker Tom doesn't like to see but the people that were out of the game, unfortunately, led to individuals coming into the game that got more time and didn't take advantage of it. But here today to talk about the game and the, the shortcomings of the Lakers today, who lost 114-104, to 104, is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. And again, I can't take too much from this game because they were down three players, but he will be talking about the game today. It is Laker Tom and Laker Tom. Can't be too disappointed because, again, it wasn't the true Lakers that are out there. I mean, there's some nitpicking I want to do, but I can't really do too much when you consider the fact that the Lakers were down three players. Now, it was just one of those games, Gerald. Sort of ominous as I'm I'm getting ready for the game. (laughs) I look on Twitter, and the first thing I find out is it marks. Then I turn around five seconds later and find out that Kuz is gone. To be honest, the Suns played a better game than we did. Uh-huh. They uh, they shot red hot first quarter and got a five got a five threes lead on us in the battle of, for the three point differential, and even though LeBron hit three late threes at at the end, that five that five three lead just stood up the entire game. At one point, it was a ten point it was a ten three lead, and you know you just you can't win that three point you can't lose the three point battle to a team like the Suns uh, as well as losing the free throw battle. Even though they, I don't understand that they could throw Booker out on 
on whatever he must have done. That was, or said. That was kind that, of weak. That was kind, that of, was weak kind of weak. And, and I thought there were several calls that I thought were very weak and and missed calls left and right. And and what's most frustrating about these kinds of games for me is that they must have gotten at least four or five baskets from just crazy bounces of the ball after we make a great defensive play, yep. you know, or a guy shoots an air ball and it bounces and a guy's able to save it. And, you know, the ball just didn't bounce the right way. We didn't hit our shots. Um, we lost the battle of the benches and almost nine points. The difference in the game really came from their bench really, you know, I mean, I never even heard of this Nader guy and uh, Sarek obviously is a good player. He well, Nader, Nader his, I think is from Oklahoma city. Yeah. He's having his way underneath the, on us. And, and uh, I think he just write it off as one of those games where we just, we just had these last minute changes. It's sort of like the COVID injury thing that's been, plaguing lots of teams this year. The Suns lost several games early in the season because of the same thing. So you just write it off. You uh, you hope that uh, Mark Gasol doesn't have COVID or isn't going to get COVID, that it's just another contact tracing situation. And um, hopefully, uh, even regardless of what happens, it's it's great that it happens right before the nine day, days off so that hopefully we'll, the players will all pay attention realize that they're still at risk and we'll go through this nine day break and come back with everybody healthy and ready to go. We've got a back to back tomorrow night against the Kings in, in uh, Sacramento. Sacramento. So uh, hopefully we can uh, put together a good enough game and not fall into Admiral Akbar's trap game and, and pull that one off. And uh, we'll go into there. Fine. I think I saw some signs early. There were times when we played some excellent defense, and you just have to live with these things. These are the Suns are a much improved team. Uh, Chris Paul is a good floor general, and uh, and they had some guys that that hit some shots. You know, Cam Johnson came in there and he hit three out of four threes. Uh, they they shot uh, they shot extremely well from distance, and the entire game they were well over fifty percent. So that makes such a big difference, and it puts such pressure on you. And they actually ended up shooting fifty five point two percent. 16 out of 29 threes, we were 11 of 31 for 36%. So it, that's always been my big worry about the Lakers and about the current roster. When you get behind in a game like this, and it felt like we were further behind because we we constantly would catch up and then fall 10 behind, catch up and then fall 10 behind. When you get into that situation, that's not the kind of games that we do well in because of the whole problem of not having volume three-point shooters. KCP was, again, just terrible from the free throw, terrible from three. And uh, you automatically start off when you got a couple of players who aren't playing well and and are in the starting lineup. And it makes it hard to recover. You know, you've got too many guys who just don't produce on a regular basis, you know, and that inconsistency is something that we're going to have to solve for our starting lineup for the second half of the season if we're going to be successful and and able to defend our championship this year. Well, I could tell that was going to go south when Jared Dudley got it an extended amount of minutes, your 15th man of the year, <laughs> and he got literally abused, reused, yeah. and thrown out into the trash by none other than Dario Saric, who just owned him, uh, and it was just so ugly to watch because if you watch Dario Saric, he looks like not only does he run, like someone, but but he also looks like someone that should be playing in your era, Tom. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's how oh, that's, that's how much of a throwback. <laughs> my era, play. Gerald. Come on. Yes. Not, not, even, not even my era. Not even my era. Your era, Tom. That's how mm-hmm. old and throwback he looks like when his run with his gait, with his whole nine yards. He just looks like he's just a throwback. But you know what? He's an effective playmaker. playmaker. We could have used, used him in our bench tonight. And, and he can, and he was hitting the three. And he literally just would post up and just destroy yeah. Jared Dudley today. Jared Dudley yeah. did look like a 15th man today, unfortunately, Tom. Well, this is the most valuable 15th man in the league is not for his play on the court. It's yeah, for that's his, for sure. For his it's role certainly, on the team. Certainly uh, proved it today. His mentoring of the other players on the team and so forth. It just showed how I would have liked to have seen. I actually thought that Damian Jones played pretty well when he was in there. And I would, okay. have, I would have liked to have seen him get more minutes. I think he's got some potential there. And, uh, you know, we Matthews didn't have a good game. He turned down a couple of open threes. KCP was uh, probably 0 for 6 or 7 from 3. Just made a couple of made a couple of layups. And several times just, I don't know what's going on with Kenny. A couple, several times he just went inside and just totally lost the ball. Schroeder did the same thing a couple Schroeder times. Had, Schroeder had turnover and ball handling problems all game. Missed some bunnies. And, yeah. yeah, just like I said, just wasn't the game for the Lakers. And you just have those games, and this was one of them. And the yeah. fact that they were shorthanded didn't make it any better. No, but, but yeah. you can understand that it's it's difficult when you – it's difficult when all of a sudden you you've gotten a rhythm with a certain rotation – and you come out and you find you're missing two players. So now the Lakers are going into the game with two starters. Their starting backcourt, their starting front court is out. They lost. They lost. You know, it, it's so hard when you've lost AD and you've you've lost your center, your power forward, and your primary backup for your power forward. In you lost months. about ninety minutes of ro- regular rotation play. Is what you lost. Yeah. And so that makes it. Then you have to adjust, and and then you're going up against. Aiton, who, while I've never been a huge fan of Aiton's, uh, he's got size so that there's at least a half a dozen easy baskets that he's going to make on just because he's just because of the size disadvantage, you know. And that's why I would have rather have seen uh, Damian Jones get a shot playing down against him, even if you have to send him to the free throw line, rather than letting him just turn around and drop the ball through the hoop the way he was doing it several times. But, but you know. We move on Kings tomorrow night, and then we get nine days off, and we'll have some interesting opportunities to talk about general things and basketball things as opposed to just recapping games. That'll be a, a fun time. I'm looking forward to that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. Although I'm very disappointed again that the Lakers didn't they didn't match up to what was being done with the Suns. I thought, yeah, I they, thought they had the advantage when when the refs kicked Book out of the game. I yeah, thought, I thought they oh, had. Oh, that looked like we should have taken advantage there. They had an opportunity, just to couldn't yeah. get it done. Uh, again, the execution, uh, too much isolation, the, all the things you talk about, uh, defensive rotations it's also those, on the threes. It's also those clutch plays when you're up three, for example, 
and you come down and you've got a wide open three and you miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you, you know, you've got a fast break and you blow it. Um, those things always turn around to be three, you know, they're, they're like six point turnarounds. And yep. we had several of those situations. Um, the Suns, on the other hand, credit to them, when they had those situations where they're three or four up, they would hit that big shot. And, and that put the pressure on the Lakers the entire game. Um, and we just don't have, we just don't have the three point firepower to come back from behind when we get down like that. That's one of the weaknesses we're going to have to shore up to make it through the second half and defend our championship. That's true. It's, it's, it was very disappointing. Again, like you said, just didn't have the, the amount of firepower necessary to go ahead and make that deficit up all the way through, but the Suns played very spirited. You could tell they really wanted this game and they wanted it more than the Lakers yeah. And even with all that said, the Lakers had a, their chance to win the game and every chance to go ahead and take this game, but it wasn't enough as again, they lost 114 to 104. But before we head on out on this abbreviated edition of the Lakers fast break, because, you know, they lost, so we don't really want to go ahead and mull on that over, but they will be playing tomorrow in Sacramento. And that's the thing I'm worried about because they did play 30 plus minutes tonight. LeBron, this is one of the times where I, I really am disappointed because LeBron had a really, really good game. Was it 40, 40 points? He scored 38, 38. 38 points. Uh, just a, a good performance from not great. I missed some free throws. I really, that's still an issue for him going yep. forward. But, you know, you really don't want to throw these prime, you don't want to throw these prime LeBron performances away, especially on games like these. Yeah. Where you can win the game. That's true, but it's just one game. Out of we'll 72. What, well, we'll see what they have tomorrow because if they'll have any juice in the tank, because they got to go fly to Sacramento. Right. And even though it's a short flight, it's still you're going on the other team's, you know, territory. And, you know, they're basically Might be playing. Luke Walton's for, last game, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, if they're, <laughs> they're playing for Luke Walton's very life. And we'll see how much, we'll, we will see tomorrow how much energy and enthusiasm and how much they want to keep Luke Walton tomorrow. I think that tomorrow will be a great indicator of how much the team, the players of Sacramento, Mm -hmm. with an extra day's rest on the Lakers, will go ahead and, and, you know, how much they do I want to play for Luke Walton? Because they they will have all the advantages. The Lakers will not going in there tomorrow. So we're going to, it's, this is a potential trap game for us because of being shorthanded. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it looks like we, we adjusted our way out of the last shorthanded situation and then got dealt a couple of other deuces in the hole. Um, exactly. So we'll have to see how we do. And I don't expect Mark or Kyle, they probably won't even fly up tomorrow. So you're going to let us be shorthanded it, again. It's a game that really doesn't count in the big picture of anything. The Lakers are going to be conservative with anybody who's injured. So, you know, and and I don't expect that the Lakers will go all out to win this game. I think to a certain extent, they'd be probably happy enough just to not injure anybody in, in the game and to be able to come out. I definitely would like to see Damian Jones get some play tomorrow. Yeah, although that, you know, the, kid the last has no game strength. It's the last game scheduled for his 10 yeah. day contract. Well, the kid has no strength at all. You can see it right there. That's, that's one thing that, that shines out that, you know, when he makes DeAndre Aiden look like really super buff, and they're standing right next to each other that you know you have issues. Yeah, but but, but again, he's got two things you can't teach, size and length. Yes, and also a good jumping ability, so he can't block shots, you know. And right. there was some times where 
he, you know, he looked pretty good, but still he doesn't have much in the range department. Right. It is, he's got to stay within two feet, but still for somebody that may fill the bill for you for a little while, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Hopefully yeah. he'll he's get some the only center we got besides Trez, who's yeah. a small so, ball center. Exactly. Yeah, so seven center and, and, and uh, a fifth year playing like a rookie basically. Yeah. So we'll see what happens tomorrow and we'll see if he does get extended time. And also, again, if the Lakers win, if we're here tomorrow and we're smiling and we're laughing, that means Luke Walton's days are done. I'm just going to say that out loud. But you know what? Before we head on out, can you go ahead and let everyone know what you're working on with Lakerholics.com? I'm working on what's the alternative to uh, how we fix our lineup. Um, and I think the problems that we saw tonight, um, although not entirely due just to the Lakers, prob- Lakers situation, because you had COVID involving with Marcus all not being able to play, but we are still, you know, we're, we're still weak as far as rim protection goes. And we still have a problem with three point shooting. So uh, I'm working on finishing an article tomorrow that uh, will be my solution for solving both of those problems. And by so, the way, we're not going to be able to get your man Alonzo ball at this point. He has played himself into Lonzo's uh, played himself onto a yeah. regular role. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Some interesting things that you come across. I was I was looking at the um, defensive RPM statistics, and there were several Lakers that looked really good in there. But one of the like the number fifth guy with a defensive RPM is Lonzo Ball, and uh, he's you know he has his flaws, his lack of ability to make free throws, his hesitancy to drive into the lane and attack the basket at times because of the free throws, but. The guy is a great passer, a great playmaker, a good three-point shooter, and he's really put a string together. He's he's somebody that I think would have fit really well with the Lakers. Um, and when you start talking about the balls, you have to you have to really give it to Michael Jordan and his team, and an old Laker friend on that team, you know, who's the general manager because they put together what is. I've heard several people make the same comment that. The Charlotte Hornets are their favorite league pass team to watch. And the reason for that is not only the guys that they brought in and the moves that they made and, and bringing Hayward in and, and so forth, but it's, it's, it's LaMelo Ball, who is, I think, clear path, clear path for rookie of the year at this point in time. And you got to be thinking if you're the Golden State Warriors, why did you take Wiseman instead of Ball? Well, I don't think it's Wiseman that's the issue because I think Wiseman is going to be a nice young center. I think the one question to himself should be Minnesota. I mean, that's the one that's really going to be ending up kicking themselves. Wiseman, I think could... both. I think Long, I think Mello is such a good player. They're both going to be kicking themselves for years. Well, I'm, I'm sure that's the case. But then again, you know, the the Golden State Warriors aren't exactly hurting at point guard. Nope. No, no. So I think they're doing all right. But, with point guard. but. but Lamelo's twenty, and it's amazing. But I guess I never realized it until I saw it the other day that Steph is thirty-two. Yeah, and his brother uh, just turned thirty. So yeah, you know, I mean, that's all of a sudden you're starting to think, you know, like, um, will the Warriors really be able to come back? I mean, will they be the same team again when Clay gets well? We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure of it either, but then again, you know, I didn't think Draymond Green would, would be uh, showing anything anymore at this point, but 
even if he's scoring zero points a game, the way he's, he's passing RPM up there, yeah. very high also. Yeah. But the way he goes ahead and still able to contribute to the team is remarkable, but need I digress? The Lakers are now, I think in third place in the yep. Western conference yep. because Phoenix has jumped over <laughs> two teams today because the Clippers lost in Boston. The, the Suns. I saw managed- the end of the Clippers game. Okay. Paul, Paul George did his normal clutch play at the end of the game. Yeah, well, you know, he's the one that was in the fourth, two for nine in the fourth quarter. He was the one that was talking all the trash after the game on yeah. Sunday and fortunately didn't get it done again. But we're worried more about the Lakers. We'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll see if we're laughing it up, talking about Luke Walton as far as his job is concerned. You know, lots of time to play volleyball. Yeah, lots of time to play volleyball with dad, you know, with the tie-dye shirts and all that if he uh, loses tomorrow. But We'll see what happens. It is, again, the Lakers losing 114 to 104. If you get a chance, give us a shout-out at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, plus also as well, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Also, at Laker Tom on Twitter, please give him a shout-out as well. And, of course, stop by Lakerholics.com. Well, Tom, better luck tomorrow, hopefully, in 24 hours. We'll be a lot happier, hoping will not be a trap game that Admiral Akbar has set out for us, like he was talking about already. So let's hope he's wrong on that one but again we will go into the all-star break tomorrow after the game at sacramento and we'll go ahead and talk about the game coming up tomorrow night right here at the lakers fast break podcast